Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! Hey, Henry, what's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 435, recorded from the Defont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co-host and my cousin Mike down in Florida. How you doing today, Michael? Oh, good. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. It's the I'm best doing... one of the day, by the way. Is it the best one of the day? Best one of the day. Okay. That's good. How did you play any golf today? No, oh, you're closed today, on Monday. Mondays, right? Yep, closed on Mondays. That's too bad. I see pictures sometimes on like Twitter of uh which one's the member at Sarabay, Nelly or Jessica Corda? Nelly. Nelly. So that's the one I follow. And I see pictures of her and they show her like playing golf sometimes. And I always wonder if they're going to have like one at Sarah Bay, but I never, that's usually warming up for tournaments and stuff. Yeah. A lot of times her practice sessions will be a concession. Yeah. That makes sense. And she's an IMG kid too, right? So she went. Oh, is she an IMG kid? I didn't I know thought that so. yet. Maybe not. I could be wrong. I thought she was. But they got a major coming up, I believe. The front don't they play one in France like the Evian or something? Oh, the I women's know. major. I think that's coming up in the, in the next week or so. Do you enjoy the golf this weekend? You watch a lot of the Live Tour. Yeah, I watch a lot of that. That was good. You know what I don't get about that thing? It has all this like social media hype, whether it's negative or positive. Like some people are saying, "Oh, why is there so much hate?" And then you see all like the negative. I don't even know who won. Who like? I know nothing about the results. Oh, the guy who the guy who just went won. Uh, the guy oh, who Stenson? Wears short shirts. Yeah, Henrik Stenson. I mean, that's I, I didn't realize that, but like, there's no coverage of the actual golf. Like all yeah, these, not, like you're not getting it on your six o'clock news. All these media outlets will cover like, oh, the the controversy. So and so did this. So and so did that. But I've never seen a leaderboard once. Of these tournaments after like two days i don't know who's leading who's who's playing they finally well. did away with the, the you know the oh the noise the, the youtube, YouTube noise. noise yeah did Let's you go get... over to three now and film it <laughs> did you like catch some of it this like weekend checking your teeth and stuff huh did you catch some of it out of curiosity i told the guys when we played thursday i, had, I put it on no it was friday i told them on saturday there were forty three thousand people watching that at the time that i was watching it forty three thousand that doesn't seem like a lot. That doesn't seem like a lot. Because even like the Rocket Mortgage, which is a not a great field, probably had seven, eight hundred thousand people watching right. on on like on ESPN plus even. Because that's what you would have to compare it to, the streaming versus streaming. Because the broadcast part of it's just gonna get some people by accident watching. Right. You are the TV's just left. Yeah, these are the people that actually have to seek it out. Yeah. But it's not grow. It's getting less each week. It's not getting bigger each so tournament. I'm, I'm very close to thinking about going to the one in Boston. Just taking a drive up just to check it out. You can't. Why not? Because you just can't. You have because that stuff's boycotted. Is it? Yes, I heard the food's really good there, though. I heard they do a good job with the concessions. The only way you can do it is you have to, and I mean have to vlog. That would be fantastic. Well, I'm afraid though. Channel. If I if I bring a camera and all of a sudden I'm press and I know what those Saudis do to the media. That yeah, but they won't do it on our soil, will they? That's a good. Well, yeah, that's true. I'll never go over there, so I don't have to worry about that. 
Yeah, I don't think they're gonna like take me out and chop off my pinky. Take in your hands out. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, all the vlogging and all that stuff, mm. all these YouTube pages, all these golf YouTube pages, they're all bought and paid for by this thing. Have you seen that? No. Rick Shields has like fifty. They bought out fifty percent of his like engagement or something. Like they paid him a bunch of money and. Peter Finch and all these guys, like all these, these guys, guys, are all live frauds. Yeah, they all got paid off by the Saudi. No. And then, like, there's a couple of these like trendy ones, these like younger podcasts, and they're all involved in it now. There's one called like Country Club Adjacent, which has all like viral videos all the time. And then the uh, the newest one I noticed is this one guy. His page is called PGA Memes. Have you seen this guy? No. I think I've sent you one of his YouTube back in the day. He does like the golfer house tours where he goes into their cribs and he like checks everything out. Have you seen? Did I send you any of those? You may have. And they show like where they live and everything. But now he's all he's doing is all the live golfers. Like he just did Greg Norman. He just did uh, like uh, Pat Perez, all these guys. He's doing all the guys that like signed up for live. So he's like bought and paid for as well. He's only got like 50,000 YouTube subscribers and he's probably getting a couple million bucks or a million bucks to do all this stuff. So I, I do want it to be known if if the Live Golf wants to pay for a uh, exclusive Disney podcast, we will have negotiations. We could be bought out, can't we? Oh, absolutely. I won't do Patreon, but if if Live Golf wants to give us like 300 grand a piece Rick per Shields year. Is a live fraud. What's that? I can't oh yeah. Believe right. I'll have to send you that that upset you? Yes. Cuz he does he does pretty good content. It's a miserable product though. Like I was watching that awful uh Minnesota tournament a week ago. That's not an awful tournament. It's a terrible a great, tournament. What are you talking about? That's, That's one of the worst fields. Course. That's as bad as the John Deere Classic. You're you're out of your mind. It's a great. There's golf nobody court. in that field. Yeah, just continue. Let me hear your nonsense. Just just because you like the you like the golf course, right? I like the golf course. Yeah, it's a great golf course. I don't have a problem with that. And I think the I think Deer runs a good golf course too, where they have the John Deere Classic. But the field is terrible, and uh, it's still more compelling than the live stuff. Like there's just, I love watching that. There's a lot of stakes. You see these guys. They're talking about. You know, like that Scott Piercy guy who was up five shots and he choked and blew it to Finau. Like, he's 43 trying to hold on to his card. I mean, there's always a lot of a lot of drama. In the live, it doesn't matter. You could shoot 108. You're not losing anything. You still win $300,000 or whatever. There's no stakes to it. I don't know. It's just not not for me. And I still haven't checked any out. I need to just check it out at one point on the YouTube and just see what it's all about. Like you said, I don't what they. I don't know what their end game is though. That's what I don't understand. They don't care to make money, obviously. No, it's just exhibitions. Doesn't make a lot of sense. It's, it's just garbage. We don't need to talk about it anymore. You don't want to talk about. It? You don't want to give it any more publicity. No. What would you like to talk about then? Pardon. Nothing. We have a lot to talk about. I think. We oh, you telling break. me to shut up and get to the break? I think that's what I'm trying to say. All right, fine. I will shut up and I'll get to our first break. We'll be right back.
All right, we are back from break, episode number 435 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. And this week we are on to part two of my Walt Disney World trip review. So should we just pick right up where we left off last week? Yeah. Yeah, so the uh, the last thing we talked about was our Magic Kingdom Day, and we had the Hoop-de-Doo review and all that good stuff. So you, if you missed that, go back to last week's episode, listen and catch up, and then uh, come back. Because now we were on to Thursday, July 14th, and we are heading to Epcot Center for the first day of the 2022 International Food and Wine Festival at Epcot. And uh, so we got up again early for rope drop, got there for the half hour early. And the first thing we did is we headed over to France and went to the uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. This is the first new uh, attraction that I was able to check out on this trip. So, so far, everything else I had done uh, previously, but this was new to me as it's new, a relatively new ride. And I have to say, I was very impressed with it. You were, huh? It, yeah. were you, what were you expecting? I'm not really sure because I've, I've watched a couple videos, but not a whole lot because I didn't want to spoil too much. And I know you wear the 3D glasses, so you don't get a really good uh, representation online. And even the area, I didn't really know how it was going to look because I couldn't get a good picture in my mind's eye of like how that continued on the France pavilion. Cause it seemed like that was pretty closed off and they added a good chunk of land back there. I didn't realize mm-hmm. they had. I know. Um, but it's pretty seamless. It feels like it's been there forever. Hasn't, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't just feel tacked on and, and forced in there. They did a good job of continuing the theming of the rest of the pavilion and incorporating that, that ride building into it without like making it stick out like a sore thumb. Um, I like the area. I like how they have the fountain out front before the ride and, you know, you head in and the queue of the ride is really good. They have queue is really good, isn't it? Yeah. They have the, uh, you go through the apartment and everything, and then you're outside in Paris and, you know, Gusto talks to you from the sign and it's nighttime in there and everything. So finally you get onto the ride and man, that ride really, it's good really blows you away actually like i was expecting like a solid you know b yeah not not a not something like that's gonna be one that you want to go back to over and over again but just a good solid addition but i was very much impressed because even people had said it was good and you really liked it and uh you're you're not gonna say you like it just because it's new. You're gonna be honest about it. And yeah, you know me. If any if anything, I'm gonna be miserable. Right, intentionally. Even if you liked it, you're gonna right. play it down a little bit. Correct. But you said you really liked it, so I had somewhat high expectations because of that, and I was a little worried that my expectations might be too high. But you uh, you didn't you didn't build it up too much. It was accurate. It's a very good attraction. The thing I like about it is that it's very smooth the uh the screens aren't overwhelming because there's enough props in it Mm -hmm. and actual sets that it doesn't feel like it's all screen the whole time um you don't really notice the 3d glass like it's not bad 3d it's pretty good 3d i would say you don't really remember you're wearing the glasses it's not obvious they're not doing a ton of stunts with the 3d they're just kind of using it to make the ride more immersive and it's nuts how they can make the motion feel so real as you're sitting still right like when you fall through the window it feels like you're on like a 90 degree uh incline where you're just sitting perfectly flat it's it's amazing how they can do that and then yeah it's a good it's a good little story it's it's not super short. I was afraid it was going to be a really short ride, but they let they give you a good amount of time yeah. on it. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I wouldn't wait two hours to go on. I wouldn't really wait two hours for any ride, but going there at rope drop and doing it in 30 minutes or getting a lightning lane for it is definitely, uh, definitely worth it, I would say. So I was glad I got to do it. 
and everyone everyone liked it um you know there's a couple effects that are good i like the smell when you go into the kitchen at the end that's a really nice nice smell that could be a uh a magic candle company candle pretty soon the fire from the uh stove the fire warms it up and you get the you get squirted from the mop and the champagne bottle and everything it's good there's some good little effects in there it's a good a really good attraction and the area is really nice i did not get to check out the uh the crepe restaurants i was thinking of going mm. to one of those but i don't know they that doesn't that's not my yeah my cup of tea yeah, so they I, have some I good breakfast them. ones with Nutella. I think that's probably the worst one of the day. Oh, you think so? Mm-hmm. So after we did that, um, I had actually gotten up to uh, do the virtual queue for the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I got up at 7. Um, we were actually down at the quick serve, and I went to take a quick break at the mud room, and I'm sitting in there getting ready to go, and I realize it's 6.59, so I start refreshing the app. Right at seven, I hit join queue. I got like boarding group 18. And as we're in line at the Remy ride at like 810, which is 20 minutes before the park opens, they call my my boarding pass, the boarding group. So we're on the other side of the park in France, and they say, you must return to the ride by 910 to get on. So we get off the ride. And the only two of us that wanted to go on it was uh, Hubert and I. No one else wanted to do it. So just the two of us for the virtual queue. So we get off uh, Ratatouille. It's like 8.56. And we have to make it all the way over to Guardians of the Galaxy in like 14 minutes. So yeah. we we fast walk over there. We get there with about three minutes to spare. Get into the, get into the line with the virtual queue. And... Uh, go through that one uh i like that that cue's nice too did you enjoy that aspect of it it was all right that's fine i mean did the, for me the uh the actual so you did the lightning lane plus whatever they call it like the prepaid one and that skips a lot of it when you go through the regular uh virtual queue there's a lot more displays and videos and they show some videos of walt like talking about epcot and then they show like videos of the characters from the movie which you probably have not seen i'm assuming it must have been shoehorning in walt talking about how epcot's always going to be changing because they put a stupid roller coaster in there right <laughs> yeah well that's a good point it had to remind you all you miserable curmudgeons look what walter said yeah well there was also a part in the queue where they're talking to one of the characters from the movie uh chris pratt's character who is uh peter quill yeah, i don't know and he's this. talking about going to epcot and he's like oh i'm so glad to go to epcot i want to see uh you know the energy adventure and, and veggie veggie fruit fruit and i'm like oh that's cool so they're just rubbing our faces and all the stuff they took away from us in the line they're like oh i love all the stuff there i want to go on horizons and and see uh kitchen cabaret I'm like yeah all the stuff that they took away to put in roller coasters for all that being said that ride is is pretty incredible yeah oh yeah and and you got to go on do you want to talk about your experience or you want to save it no no you don't want to save it or no you don't want to talk about it no we'll say we'll save it all right well i'll, I'll just say i really enjoyed that ride a lot it's a good it's a very good roller coaster i think it might be it's the most thrilling roller coaster at disney easily i'll say that I don't know if it's the best. I don't think it beats Thunder Mountain for me. That's still probably my favorite roller coaster. It's very different, obviously. Right. Because Thunder Mountain is just overall a great ride, great roller coaster. But as far as the thrill factor goes, the Guardians of the Galaxy blows it out of the water. And it's themed really well. It's a good, you know, it's not just a roller coaster for a roller coaster's sake. There's a lot going on in there. The music is good. You must like that aspect, that part of it, the '80s music. Uh, goes along yeah, with it. Yeah, it's okay. I don't. I don't really. I didn't. I don't really care for the songs. The oh, the five or six. You don't like yeah. the playlist too much. Yeah. Now, what are your thoughts on? Uh, they've already said they're going to do Christmas music at Christmas time on that. That's fine. Like some '80s cheesy. Maybe they'll have like 
simply having a wonderful Christmas time by Paul That's, McCartney. Yeah, I'd, I'd be all for that. That would be good. Wham. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. I gave you my meat. And the very <laughs> next day, you gave it away. Would you like that? Going on that ride with that song? Oh, that would be fantastic. That would be really good. Uh, I loved it, though. I thought it was really good. They did a really good job with it. It's so smooth. Um, again, very thrilling. Tells a good story. They they did a good job with that one. I can't really complain about it. You have any any complaints besides just the fact that they shoehorned a roller coaster into the Epcot? Roller coaster in Epcot. That's my only complaint. Just taking that part out of it, you enjoyed it though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Same same thought process there. Not a lot of spoil. I mean, people say, "Oh, no spoil." There's not like really spoilers. No, you there isn't. No. Have for a roller coaster. They had a couple. Uh, feature i just really like how smooth it is but also how the the cars you're in move independently and it kind of puts you in a position that makes you feel the forces more because instead of like leaning sideways you're always kind of leaning forward or backwards against the momentum of the ride which i think was really cool that they did it that way they did a good job with it so after that after uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, I was meeting back up with everybody, and uh, they decided to get some food at the uh, the bakery in France, which was a super long. That was the longest line of the entire trip. Was really getting in there, yeah. So they don't do mobile order there. I thought they did mobile order at that one, but they don't do the mobile order at the uh, the whatever Le Hale patisserie whatever it's called over there i just call it the best one of the day the best one of the day so they Uh were waiting in line for that and the girls didn't want anything so i took the girls around and we were hanging out and they ended up um meeting aurora from sleeping beauty so they enjoyed that part then we were walking over to the uh the uk pavilion Mm -hmm. oh speak i i forgot to mention on the way Back from Guardians of the Galaxy to um, meeting up with everybody who were still in France, I did stop at Norway and I got a school bread for my breakfast that day. So I'm happy to report that. I got my school bread, which I always like to get when I go. Okay. Um, so we're walking around. We're in the UK exploring the pavilion a little bit. And then the girls wanted a snack, so we went over to Canada. And we got some maple popcorn, which they didn't really like, but I thought was pretty good. I'm not a huge popcorn fan, but it was pretty good, the maple popcorn. I had a beer, had a moosehead lager in Canada. And then... Uh, was it a draft? Yeah, dra- on draft, yes. How was it? it? Was very good. I like moosehead. Moosehead's Mo- a pretty decent beer. I can do Canadian beers. On yeah, that's either. one you would like because it's a, just a regular like right. style lager. beer. So then we were hanging out in Canada. We went into which I was not happy about the uh, the show, the O Canada show, and it was changed into a food and wine festival booth called the uh, Appleseed Orchard. So I'm walking down, and it says Appleseed Orchard this way. I'm like, oh, what is this? So I'm walking in, and all of a sudden you walk into where the the movie is, and they just have like a video of, of like apple trees on all the screens, and they have a, a table set up, where you buy the the different apple ciders and beers and and the apple tart. And that whole building is just a food and wine festival booth. So I was definitely disappointed in that because I did want to check out the new uh, the new show in the Canada Pavilion. I was unable to do that. So we were hanging out in that booth for a little bit. Um, then Sarah met back up with us. She was done hanging out with them and at that point we decided to go back to and to get uh, out french quarter and we headed back best one of the day right there back to the room yep. to do some uh do some swimming so we went went in the pool for a couple hours doing the water slide hanging out they did the uh, the activities. Yorgina was enjoying that. They were doing like Disney trivia in the pool. And we were doing that. And then they were playing some games. She liked doing that. They were just swimming around, 
they ended up going in the splash pad for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we hung out in the pool maybe hour and a half, two hours. And then after that, we decided to uh, take showers. I didn't take a shower. I took a shower later. But they took some showers, and uh, we went back to Epcot at nighttime. Well, not quite night, like 4.30, 5 o'clock. We headed back in, and then uh, we were meeting up with everyone else, and we went on Mission Space. No, we didn't. We went on Spaceship Earth. I always say that wrong. So we all did Spaceship Earth together. We were hanging out there. And uh, then I ended up going on Single Rider Test Track with Hubert, which we went over there, and the line was 75 minutes for Test Track. And we went into the single rider. We were the only two in the single rider line. We walked right in. We were in and out of there in under 10 minutes. Like from walking in to coming out of the gift shop in under 10 minutes on that ride. There was nobody. I couldn't believe there was nobody in single rider. Usually there's a good amount of people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Nobody. I could. I didn't know why. Um, as soon as we got off, it started uh, thundering and lightning, so they closed the ride down. So we were pretty fortunate with that. Um, we were hanging out over at the uh, Club Cool. That's where we met up with everybody. What did you have? Notice. I had a few different ones, and I uh, I tricked Yorgina into trying the Beverly. Is that pretty bad? That's really bad. Have you had that one? No. It's very bitter. It doesn't have a lot of flavor to it. It's almost like tonic water, that bitterness to it. And uh, she was liking all the other ones. I was like, oh, you should try this one. And I gave her some. <laughs> you should see the fa- I have it on video. I'll have to send you the video of her trying the Beverly. Just the face she made was very funny. She didn't enjoy it, huh? She did not enjoy it. Um, but then it started getting real windy. And you could see the storm rolling in. And we were over there. We stopped at the uh, Flavors from Fire booth. And I had the, uh, they had like a smoked beef bun. And then Sarah got the uh, corned beef, deconstructed corned beef with cheese curds and chips, which was very good. And we headed over to Mexico. We were trying to get to Mexico as quickly as we could before uh, before the rain came. And as soon as we got in, the skies opened up. So we got into Mexico. People started flooding into the pavilion to get out of the rain. Uh, we went on the ride twice when we were in there. We just hung out in there. I got a margarita at the margarita stand. We were just checking it out. We were in there for probably an hour waiting out the rain. Finally, How was the margarita? Talk to me about that. It was okay. I got like a spicy one, which is pretty good. It wasn't great. I got one for me. One for Mike Sr., one for Mike Jr., and it was uh, $54. $243. Oh, that's $54 it? Oh. for three margaritas. So I left a, a $6 tip, which just for pouring more, I wasn't in there, so I just did like $2 per drink. So 60 bucks for three margaritas. $20 a pop. Wow. And it was okay, but they're pre-made. They're all pre-made. They just have like a bottle labeled with each one and all he does is like pour it scoop some ice put a little bit of tequila at the bottom and pour the mix over the top it's not like they're doing anything at the time i'm sure that speeds it up and i don't have a problem with them doing that but it wasn't it didn't blow my socks off from macava i've always heard such good things i've been there before and it was really good in the past but it didn't blow my socks off i'd rather go to one of the booths and get one for nine dollars it probably be just as good instead of getting the $18 one over there. You know what I mean? Um, finally, the rain stopped and the girls wanted something to eat for dinner. We were talking about some of the booths and they didn't want anything from any of the food and wine booths. So we went across to the uh, quick serve in Mexico and got a big plate of filthy nachos. And then everyone else was going to different booths. So I stayed with the girls and we sat down and uh, we shared a big plate of nachos between the three of us. And they really liked that. It was only $14 for the nachos. They were big. They had ground beef. Yeah, I've had those before. I've had that's, not a ba- that's not a bad uh, price point for what you get. It was a no, lot of No, it really food. isn't. No, it's okay. 
so we had the nachos we did that and then uh we were making our way back through world showcase it was getting late at this point um we met up in america oh we stopped at germany to get some sweets they wanted to get some of the caramel stuff so they got some cookies there and things like that the girls wanted that sarah wanted some so we stopped in germany brought the treats back with us and they were sitting down to watch the baja men concert at the american gardens theater and we watched a couple songs they were not very good baja men were particularly bad they were just doing like old cover songs Mm. like you know how they used to have the bands that would play at like one o'clock and three yeah yeah exactly it was like a worse version of them it was very it was not good so we decided at that point it was probably best to just make our way around and find a good spot for the uh the fireworks which I have not seen yet. The harmonious. Long time, first time, huh, Pards? Yeah, first time, long time. Um, so we got a spot, and uh, we we kind of staked out for about a half hour before it started, and we watched the fireworks. And I have to say, they were okay, but I was not impressed. I didn't love it. It's not it, put put it this way. I wouldn't wait a half hour again for a spot. Like, if I happen to be walking around and it started, I might stop for a few minutes and watch some of it, but I was unimpressed by the whole thing. And we had a decent spot. You could see mm-hmm. pretty much everything, but it just wasn't, I don't know, didn't do anything for me. Have you have you stopped and watched the whole show? Yeah, I've watched the whole show. Did, what did you think of it? Mm. Same kind of thought yeah, process okay. there. It's fine. There's nothing particularly wrong with it. And I'm not going to say, oh, they should never get rid of Illuminations, even though I did like it. I don't mind that they changed it, but I just changed it to something so bland and and very much the same thing at all the parks now. It's just like Disney music with projections and fireworks. Yeah. All, all the fireworks shows are the same. There's nothing unique about it. It's all homogenous across all the parks. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, that's the direction they're going. It's just it was. It just seemed very uninspired to me. It's cool that they have like the water and the the projections on the water, but they could have done so much more with that. And I think they took the lazy way out. And the fanboys will like it because it has all the Disney songs, and you know the fireworks are decent. But to mess up World Showcase Lagoon with those barges. Twenty four seven for that show, yeah, makes it even more disappointing. It, exactly, it's it's so frustrating. But the only uh, the good thing is after the fireworks are over, you turn around and and uh, Spaceship Earth is lit up. That's more cool, beautiful though, than it? I've ever seen it. That was that looks so good, and the pictures and videos that you see online do not do it justice. No, when you're no. there in person, it is breathtaking how good that looks. And I know they do some shows and things like that, but even just the ambiance of it walking out all lit up, it just adds so much to it. It looks so good. They did an amazing job with that. I have to give them credit where it's due. That looks That's the best thing. That was one of my favorite things about the new stuff at Epcot was just the lights on on Spaceship Earth. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. It, adds, it adds so much to that place at night. No, no doubt. Having that no lit doubt. up like that. I was very impressed. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, so that was basically it for Epcot. I don't you have any uh, questions or thoughts. I didn't have much uh, from the booths. I did get, um, I went to Spain, and I got the paella and the uh, seafood salad, which were both excellent. The paella is really good. It's a big portion. It's like six bucks or seven yeah, bucks. It's, it's a good. really good portion. Yep. Good amount of rice. You got like two or three big shrimp, some pieces of chicken, and some sausage. Very good. The seafood salad was not as good as I remembered. Oh, it wasn't like when me, you, and Mike got it? Yeah. Also, that charcuterie in the cone, I didn't get because I couldn't carry all three things. I was trying to, I wanted to get all three and I couldn't get it. So I picked the two and I was between the seafood salad and the charcuterie and I went with the seafood salad. And okay. it was fine, but there was a lot of let. Like they kind of put a bunch of lettuce at the bottom, so there wasn't as much in there as I remembered in the past. It was still good, but it wasn't as good as the last time a few years ago. 
the paella was just as good as I remember. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy with that. So I didn't get a lot, but what I had was pretty good from the booths. And I also didn't have too much to drink. I only had like uh, that moose head. I had that margarita. And I might have got one other beer somewhere along the way. I don't even remember. Oh, I do remember. I got a a Bud Light on draft at the America booth. The Block and Hans was they were waiting for the concert. I went over and got a Bud Light. How was that? It was very good. Bud Light on draft is very good, isn't it's it? It's so good, isn't it? It's very good on draft. So that was pretty much it for the Epcot day. Okay. The, ne- the next day we had Hollywood Studios, and this was um, Mike, Mike, and Hubert's last day. They were leaving. Their flight was at like 4 o'clock, so they wanted to be back to the hotel by like 1 so they could get an Uber to the airport. But we went to Hollywood Studios again at Rope Drop, and we headed straight for the uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Again, something new. The girls had no one had done it. Um, and I also enjoyed that a lot. I know you're not a huge fan of it. You don't dislike it. You just yeah, don't like no, it. No, I, I dislike it. I dislike oh, you it. dislike it. Yeah, I dislike it. Correct. Okay, that's fair. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. The girls really liked it. I think it's a cute ride. I think they did a good job with it. It's not nearly as good as the Remy one. If like, And they're very similar uh, technologies, almost identical technologies. And the Remy one's a lot better. So I get where you're coming, but I think it's, I think it's good. Um, if that turns into a 20-minute wait, like as a basically a walk-on, I would go on it anytime I'm in Hollywood Studios. Uh, After that, so that was early. Everyone else split off and went to do the Star Wars stuff. So Sarah, Mike, Mike Sr. and Hubert wanted to do Rise of the Resistance. So they went over there and got in line for that. And I took the girls to Toy Story Land. And we ended up going into Toy Story Midway Mania, which was a walk-on when we got there. Yep. And they loved it. We had a lot of fun on that. It's a great. I mean, you can't. You ended up going on it at night with us the same mm-hmm. day, and it's just a. It's it's a quality ride. It's, That's it's good solid. Stuff. It's yeah. They really like that. They like the aspect because they know all the characters and they like playing the shooting games and stuff. So they had fun with that. Then we went over to uh, Alien Swirling Saucers right after that. Another walk on. We got right on that. And have you done that before? I don't think no. so. The, the little stupid like scrambler ride over there in Toy Story Land next to um, the um, 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 Yes, I did. I did. I did that with your mom. Do you like it? It's okay. It's fine. It's just a yeah, goofy okay. little kids ride, but they loved it. They were yeah. laughing and laughing. We were because as we're like spinning around, I'm pushing into them on purpose because I was in the middle, so I'm like squishing them into the sides and everything. So they had fun with that, and then. Um, after we did those rides, we ended up going into Star Wars land because I thought maybe they'd be done with uh, Rise of the Resistance, and they were not yet. So we walked around there for a couple minutes. I That was my first time stepping foot in mm-hmm. whatever they call it, Galaxy's Edge. Yep. And it's, I, I mean, it's impressive. The The theming is incredible. And as I was walking around, with the girls, which they could care less. They wanted to just get out of there, which I don't blame them. They have no interest in that. I was thinking to myself, I bet this would be really impressive if I knew anything about Star Wars. But I had no connection to it whatsoever. I walked around. I kind of admired it a little bit. And then we walked right out into the Muppets area. And we got uh, some ice creams at that point. And then we went over to meet Mickey and Minnie. So we waited a little bit to do that. We went to, uh, they had a movie that we went to see, a a Mickey Mouse movie. We went and met Olaf. And then by that time, they finally got off the ride. And then uh, they were trying to do the Millennium Falcon, which Mm -hmm. ended up being a really long wait. And they, uh, they had to leave the line. They couldn't even wait the whole time. I guess Mike... And Mike Sr. 
wanted to try that. Hubert and Sarah kind of went off on their own, and then I was with the girls. They got in after they did Rise of the Resistance. The Millennium Falcon said it was a 45 minute wait, so yeah. they got in line. After 70 minutes, they still weren't even like in oh, the building, God. and so they just got out of line. So, like, it's one thing to have a long wait, but to be that wrong from the sign when you get in. That can kind of that can make you go crazy if you're expecting a half hour, forty five right. minute wait, and then it ends up being two hours. That yeah, that's it's better to be pleasantly surprised, right? Right, exactly. Um, so that being said, um, they were still kind of off in the distance, and then Hubert went off on his own to do rock and roller coaster because he hadn't done that, and we ended up going to the indiana jones stunt spectacular mm-hmm. which was a new thing for me as well what'd you think of that parts i liked it i That's thought it good. was really well done it's a good show i think i'm not saying it shows its age but you could tell they haven't really changed it over the right. years which is okay um it's still really cool to see all the effects and they talk about it behind the scenes stuff um it's almost funny to think that it doesn't fit in with hollywood studios anymore right like it used to be all behind the scenes, and that was like the whole point, the, of whole, the whole premise park. of it, right? Yeah, right. And now it sticks out like a sore thumb almost. It's like, why are they telling us like movie stuff behind the scenes? Like it almost ruins the immersion that they're trying to give you everywhere else. I don't mind it because I like the old part, but like if you didn't know anything about the history of Hollywood Studios and you went into Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge and did all this other stuff that you're supposed to be totally immersed in these worlds. And then you go on this Indiana Jones show and they're talking mm-hmm. about behind the scenes and the stunt coordinators and the lighting. You're like, why are they giving us a behind the scenes when you're trying to be immersed into everything? It doesn't really fit in with the theme of the park anymore. That being said, I really liked it. And it's also super impressive how quick they can move the sets and do everything. I know. There. It's very cool. I didn't realize because everyone talks about like the stunt with the boulder. I didn't realize that's like the first two seconds of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the rest of it comes after that. I was kind of expecting that to be the grand finale. Um, But that being said, the grand finale is very good how they do that with the helicopter and the fire and you could feel it. After that, we ended up um, going to the back lot the restaurant there that quick serve i did mobile order what's it called the backlot express i believe i think so yeah um i ordered a a salad it was like a roast chicken salad with a habanero not a habanero a jalapeno vinaigrette and like i'm looking at the picture of it and it looked really good and we just was... tired of eating dirt and you just yeah needed... i just didn't feel like a dirter and i just was looking at the menu it actually sounded really good and then it with came that, out with that it. being said, let me uh, you were disappointed. Oh, it was awful parts. Really? The chicken was bad. It was like, you know when you get like like chicken thighs and like you get just like the fatty gristle parts of it. It was just like that part of like chicken thighs just kind of like thrown on the side. The lettuce was all like big chunks. You know when you get like a bag of like romaine lettuce and you get a piece that still has part of the stem on it? Like there was like one big chunk like that, and part of it was, it was like really wilted. that bad, huh? It was bad, yeah. Now, conversely, Sarah got a Cuban sandwich from there, and, and it was the best one of the day. It was huge. It was like ten ninety nine, so it wasn't even that expensive. It was so big, it was cut in half. Each half was like the size of like a full sandwich. So she only ate half of it. So I ended up getting half of her sandwich. Which would have been enough. Like, we could have, it was so big that we could have split that, her and I, and both been satisfied. And the girls had their, their kids' meals. They had like mac and cheese and chicken fingers or a burger. I forget what they got. And they liked it just fine. Um, she got that, there's a Wookiee cookie they have there, which she's been dying to get because it's like a giant oatmeal cream pie, which is one of her favorite uh, cookies. And she said that was really, really good. I had a little bite of it, but it was too sweet for me. But she really liked it. Um, after we had lunch, we decided to head back to the hotel. And uh, they went to the pool. They went to the splash pad area. And I, I was waiting in our room because 
uh, Michael, Mike and Hubert had already checked out. So all their bags were in my room and they were coming back shortly after. So I was waiting in the room to let them in to get their bags. And while the girls were down at the pool and I was watching the British Open, so I wasn't too disappointed because that was the Friday of the British Open. So I was sitting in the room watching the British Open and uh, they got their stuff. They called their Uber and they headed off and you actually walked over right at that point. You came walking up as they were leaving. Mm -hmm. So you got to say hi and bye to them for two seconds. And then uh, we hung out at the pool at the splash pad area for what, 45 minutes, an hour? Yeah. Down there, we were just talking and, and shooting the breeze. Because you, sta you stayed for a night at Correct. Port Orleans, which we'll get to at a future future episode. Um, I had a, a hurricane at the bar while we were hanging out. And, and Sarah got a, I forget what it's called, lava something. And it was like a, basically a pina colada, virgin pina colada with like raspberry puree. She said that was very good. Um, the girls were, were playing in the splash area. It was starting to get a little late. So, oh, I also had made a uh, lightning lane plus whatever you call it for Rise of the Resistance for the two of us later that day because I hadn't done it. You said you'd go on it with me. You didn't mind paying for it. I didn't mind paying for it. So we ended up reserving that, and that was at a uh, undetermined time, apparently. I think, <laughs> what did we say it was between... 350 and 450 i think it ended up being yes and you thought it was between 450 and 550 correct so, so we had some miscommunication there and uh basically when we were done with the pool you were already checked out and you were waiting to check in at animal kingdom so you headed over there you drove over to animal kingdom to get your room and you were going to meet me back over at hollywood studios and we decided we you know got changed and went back over to Hollywood studios and we got there probably at three 30, maybe four o'clock by the time we got back to Hollywood studios and the girls went right over and did the beauty and the beast stage show. And I went over to baseline tap house and had a couple beers there while I was waiting for you. And that's when we figured out our miscommunication at that point. That's and correct. So, and so I went over to, rise of the resistance and explain the situation that we had our lightning lane which was ending at 450 and i said that you were having trouble checking in at your hotel and you're on your way and they basically said there's a half hour buffer at the end and after the half hour buffer they said if you tell a really good story they'll probably let you in afterwards so as I, ba I basically said can you come anytime and they said well after a half hour past your time it won't let you in unless you have a reason that you missed it and i was like well what do you mean by that and she said well if if you had you know a dinner that ran late or something i said oh okay so i told them about the hotel and everything so they said oh yeah just if it's a problem just come back and someone will let you in so i wasn't too worried about it but you made record time from that well, point after you, I told you at the time, what, what it ended at four fifty, Right. I remember looking at my watch. It was four twenty five, and I was at animal kingdom lodge. Yeah. Cause you sent me a picture. I said, that's not where you are right now. Is it? Yeah. And, and said, I'm like, yeah. yeah, why? And you're like, we have 20 minutes. And I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> so you all, you, you always think that taking the bus is the quickest mode of transportation. So I went to the right. bus stop. And all I hear are these people saying that the times on the uh, TVs are never accurate. Right. So I'm like, I look at my watch now. It's 35. I got 15 minutes. So I went on my phone and I just said directions to Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. I didn't realize how close it was. It said it was like 2.3 miles and it was going to take me like six minutes. I said, all right. I ran to my car. I got there. Were you surprised how quickly I got there? I was very surprised. I'm like parking the car, just getting in. Like, you're like, oh, I'm having a beer. And I'm like, I did, I'm already here. Yeah. I was just hanging around, like looking. At like stuff. we got, I got there literally like at the time, I think it might've been four fifty-five. So we were I think it was late, less which... than 10 minutes late. Yeah. That's incredible. That it was amazing. Cause not only like you told me you were parking and I figured you're parking a mile away. had to wait for a tram. Get in. Like, no, they don't have those anymore because of just because of COVID. Protocols. Well, they brought them back. 
Not, a, I don't think they brought him back. Not to at Hollywood studios. studios. Yeah. yeah. So you're waiting on, you know, I didn't know like if bag check was going to be backed up because that time of day, not as many people are coming in. So they probably only have one security guard out there. I do like, I have to say, I didn't mention this yet. I like the metal detectors because they don't make every bag go through bag check. They just pick and choose. So our first day at Animal Kingdom, going back a little bit, I had uh, I had my backup battery in my bag. And I went over to bag check and the guy's like, do you have a battery in there? I said, yeah, how'd you know? He said, that's like one of the only things that they can't tell what it is on the scanner. And so they always put pick you over. So he said, next time, if you take your backup battery out and hold it out in front of you as you mm-hmm. walk it through, you probably won't get picked. So every time after that, I held it out and I never got picked again for bag check. So I only went through the bag check once. Yep. And Sarah had a huge backpack with a ton of stuff in it and she only got picked once. It's very random, it seems mm-hmm. like. They just kind of pick at you, which is good because it used to be everybody and those lines would get so backed up at the bag checks. Oh, it was awful. So that's a good thing that they've done. Um, so back to Hollywood Studios. Had a couple beers at Baseline Tap House. Um, I felt like a real alcoholic because the bartender at Baseline had been working at uh, Fort Wilderness at Crockett's Tavern <laughs> a couple days before when I was having uh, before our hoopty do review. And I was like, I think I bought drinks from you at uh, Crockett's Tavern a couple days ago. She's like, oh, yeah, I thought I recognized you. <laughs> so I was talking to her for a couple of minutes about that. I guess she normally works at Baseline, but it's been so slow that she had to pick up extra shifts. They said that no one is buying alcohol. They said that usually Baseline has a line all day out the door. And both times I went in there because I got two beers. I walked right up. There was no one at the bar. There were a couple people like milling about, but there was bartenders waiting for you as you walked up. And they said the last six weeks had been ridiculously slow there for alcohol. And you said you had the same conversation with somebody else, right? Yes. You had a you had a similar conversation, which is strange because the the crowds didn't seem crazy small, but it didn't seem super busy either, in my opinion. Um, so. You met up. We went on Rise of the Resistance, which was my first time. Was that your second or third time going second. on that? Second. I wasn't super impressed with it. It was fine. I didn't I didn't love it. I was expected to be really blown away by it, and I just I thought it was just okay. It was good. It wasn't I didn't know what to expect, but it wasn't what I expected. I, I was expecting a little more of like a little more action to it. I don't know if maybe I need to know more about Star Wars to. Yeah, I think it you more. do. I mean, why don't you watch the movies? I guess I could. I know nothing. Like I'm as far as an, I might as well have never seen them. I've only seen the original three once and I could have cared less about them. So I definitely didn't appreciate that as much as other people probably do. I mean, the technology was really nice and they did a good job. It was smooth and everything, but I would definitely wouldn't spend $15 to go on that again. Never again. I wouldn't we, spend the money. We were talking about that in the pro shop after our Saturday game. Yeah. So one of the assistant pros is a huge, huge Star Wars nerd. Okay. And Alex Detweiler is also a big Star Wars fan. Yep. They said Disney absolutely destroyed it. The franchise in general? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Killed it. Absolutely killed it. I've heard that. I don't know enough about yep. it to know the, the answer to that, but I've heard that before. <laughs> i'm just rolling my eye i don't want to say a damn thing yeah um yeah, yeah so i definitely already in 15 years ago B. yeah right <laughs> i definitely wouldn't spend money to go on that ride again whereas the uh guardians of the galaxy roller coaster i would spend i would spend 15 dollars to go on that anytime i'm in epcot to skip that line i would definitely do that so just juxtaposing those two um that's where I am on that. Now you liked it just as much. It wasn't bad though. I have to say it was not a bad No, I like it. I like it. Attraction. I like that it, it goes outside at the end. I thought that yeah, was pretty I cool. I like it. Um that was good. And then so what did we do after that? We went over and we had uh some brown derby, right? Yes. That was very good. That was maybe the best one of the day. 
you decided to join us for dinner, which was a good move. Even though you had said you weren't going to eat and you had just eaten and I I said I had a a light lunch and that I would join you for a soda. Right. That didn't happen. I knew as soon as I invited you, you said, sure, I'll sit with you. Because who's not going to sit down at the Brown Derby? You love it in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And you said I was going to get a soda. I knew you weren't going to get just a soda. I figured you'd get an appetizer, which you did. Yep. Which I did. Yep, you got the soup, which you said was fantastic, right? It was so good. Um, And then you, you decided to maybe get something else as well. Yes. But um, So we went to Brown Derby. We got seated. I had... What I, did I get? Oh, we split. I got the cheese board, the charcuterie plate. Sarah and I got that to share, which is good. I had like three or four different kinds of cheese. It had like a duck sopracetta, a prosciutto, a salami, and a regular sopracetta on there. So that was all very good. The cheeses were good. The accompaniments, the little salami. crackers. That was very good. I had a margarita flight, which I enjoyed. That was very good as well. And then I ordered the uh, fish special, which was a rainbow trout, like pan seared with crispy skin. Skin on. Skin on, which I'm not usually a fan of, but I I went with it and it was stuffed with like a blue crab stuffing and it was so good. The fish was very fresh, cooked perfectly. Flaky, tender. The skin was fantastic. It was like having like fish bacon on top of it. It was so good. I, I don't know how to describe it, but like if you have if you have skin on your fish, a lot of times you feel like it's gonna be like chewy and like almost like having chicken fat, which you don't want. But this was perfectly crispy. It added a lot to it. I'm glad, definitely glad I ordered it. Cause I was thinking about getting the the filet with the hash, because that was like a 50th mm-hmm. anniversary mm-hmm. special addition to the menu. But I'm glad I went with the fish. It was very good. Very, very good. Yep. And uh, Sarah got the cob salad, which she liked. She didn't get any chicken or shrimp on it. She just had the straight up cob salad. She said it was very good. I mean, they give you a lot. The cob salad oh, is it's enormous. It's huge. And it's only like 20 bucks if you don't get any of the extra protein on it. So, I mean, that's really not a bad deal at all. I think the fish was high 30s or low 40s. It wasn't that bad for there. The girls had a uh, a hot dog <laughs> and a steak. Yorgina uh, got the steak, which she said was very good. And uh, do you want to talk about yours? Or do you want to save your food review for another? Episode? We can save my food review. Okay. Needless to say, you were not disappointed, though. No. And then I believe Sarah got a dessert, didn't she? I'm trying to remember. I think she ended up getting I think something so. for dessert there, and I can't remember what it was. That's one of the day. See if I have any pictures of it. That's all I can go by is my pictures as I go through. I definitely took a picture of my my fish, which was good. Let's see. A lot of pictures here. Parts, baseline, charcuterie, fish. I didn't take a picture of her dessert, so if she did get a dessert, I don't remember what it was. I'm pretty sure she got it because I think by that point, Susie had joined us, right? Correct. And she was thinking about a dessert, and she ended up not getting one. She wasn't Correct. in the mood for one. But what's, what would she have gotten? Because she wouldn't have got the grapefruit cake, because she doesn't like grapefruit. I think they had, like, a chocolate something that she got, and she liked it. Either way. After our our dinner, we ended up going to Mickey Toy Story. Oh, what's yeah. that? What did no, you say? we did Toy Story. Yeah, so we did Toy Story. We got in line for that. It was a decent line. It wasn't too bad. It said it was like 45 minutes, but it ended up being yeah, like was 25, 30. Wasn't bad. And then you guys split off from us there, and we did the uh, Mickey Mini Runaway Railway one more time. And uh, 
the girls loved that again. I still enjoyed that. And as we were walking out, they did that little projection show on the theater, which we just missed. It just ended as we were coming out. We went into a couple shops on the way out and uh, took the bus back to French Quarter. And I have to say, one of my biggest shocks on this whole trip was how much I enjoyed my day at Hollywood Studios. That was maybe my favorite day of the whole trip. Isn't that crazy? You hate that place? You hate I don't that hate place. it. It was my least favorite. But it's I was not looking forward to Hollywood Studios at all. And it ended up being one of my most enjoyable days on the trip. We did a good amount of rides. We took a nice break in the middle, went swimming back to the hotel, had some some drink it felt very low key laid back. like i felt like the most laid back day i had i wasn't rushing around to do a million things maybe because it was just me and the girls for a large part we just did meet and greets and they were having fun and they were in a good mood had a nice sit down dinner everyone had a good time at the dinner did a few rides at night i don't know it just felt like a really good day so i was very uh very pleasantly surprised how much i enjoyed hollywood studios and uh, I guess at that point, we're already at another hour here. So we'll, I guess we're going to be doing part three next week. Cause yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, well we got to, we got to play this thing out. I mean, this was a big trip. So part three will be coming up next week. So I think it's probably time uh, as we end our Hollywood studios to get into uh, our second break here and wrap things up for the week. What do you say? Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back. We are back from break. Episode number 435 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast is in the books. Part two of my trip review with part three and maybe part four coming up soon by the pace we're going. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm getting into too, too much detail, but no, you're not a lot going on, especially with the food. I like to talk about that. You like talking about food parts? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we have a couple more days of parks going on and finally next week we'll be checking into animal kingdom and hearing more about that but i know it was a good uh good couple days it was that was kind of like the start of your foray into it as well correct because you got in on thursday but you didn't really meet up with us because we were at the park so i said hi to you quick at night on thursday on uh wednesday night right because you came in wednesday no i came thursday Thursday. Oh yeah, Thursday night. That's right. That's when you. Oh my goodness. I saw you Thursday night after we went to Epcot, and then Friday we hung out. It was our first time hanging out during the trip. So. Yeah, and then we'll get your perspective on your few days as well for an episode, coming up in the future. Overall, things are going good. the uh, The next day at Magic Kingdom was probably the most uh, stressful day, I would say. So stay tuned next week for some of the drama. That's always going to come with a disney trip especially with two young kids there's always some kind of drama going down so we'll get into that a little bit and i'll try to get through the rest not as much park stuff after this because i only have two more days in the park and the rest were kind of just hangout days but we'll get into some of that next week what do we got uh coming up on our youtube channel you have anything on deck for us i'm working on a on our jico uh review Ooh, that'll be a good one. And then we have a nice uh, a mini golf video that we can put out yep, at some that, point, yep. too. 
That was a good battle. That was a good battle. So I do have to say, as I was editing, yeah. mm-hmm. I had to make sure because I know that there was some uh, scoring discrepancies going on. But I went through and I kept score as I was rewatching the video. And I did have the score wrong after nine holes, but our uh, shot differential was the same. We were both off by one shot. So it wouldn't have affected anything. I just had uh, given us each one less stroke. So our actual scores were one higher, but we were still separated by one stroke, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. And I, I, you will be able every freaking time I talk to you, the freaking score changes. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, how difficult is it to to score on miniature golf? Well, the problem was we were filming and we got to hole seven, and I was like, "Oh, I should probably write down some of these scores," and I couldn't remember all of them. And then after that, I got it all right. Yeah, I'm sure you did. But don't worry, I I put the scorecard up after each hole. I was uh, I was adding the scorecard to the bottom of the screen, so you'll see our scores as we mm. go along. So please don't worry about that. Can't wait to see this. And that's on our YouTube channel, or that will be soon. But yeah. Other, other videos yep, are It's going to be very soon. YouTube.com. Search for WDW Beyond the Gate. Subscribe there. Check out our videos. Do all that good stuff. You can go find us uh, on social media at WDWBTG, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, you can go to our website, WDWBTG.com. Subscribe wherever you Download your podcast. Leave us reviews there as well. It does help. And uh, you can email the show, info at WDWBTG.com, Mike at WDWBTG.com, and Gary at WDWBTG.com. Did I forget anything, Pards? No, you you were right about everything, Pards. All right. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to episode number 435 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. For my co-host, Mike, my name is Gary, and we will talk to you again next week now it's time to say goodbye to all our company M-I-C. see you real soon K-E-Y. why because we like you M-O-R.